Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Real people, real stories, real value. Next up, we've got Scott Rolfe, and I've been connected to Scott on LinkedIn for quite a while. I've had an opportunity to speak to um, to one somebody that works uh, with him as well, and it's no surprise that the key message that really winds itself all the way through Scott's answers is the P word. It's all about people. Scott is very um, humble. He's very honest. And people are so evident, whether that's at home or whether that's at work, um, that for me is the um, is the overarching message of this conversation that I hope you enjoy uh, that I have with Scott. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the immense pleasure of chatting with Scott Rolf. Scott is the head, Global Head of Continuous Improvement and Cost Transformation at none other than BT. How are you, Scott? Not too bad. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Not as glad as I am that you're here. This would be a very <laughs> one-sided conversation if you weren't. Um, but for those True. people, <laughs> for those people who don't know who Scott is, who is Scott, and how has he got to this position today? Who Who am I? It's a very good question. Um, so I, I'm ultimately a family man. So I, I've, uh, I'm married. I've got two amazing kids. Sometimes they're not as amazing as they could be. Um, <laughs> But that, that's what drives me day to day. I've, I've ultimately had 22 years with BT now, and that's wow. what's got me to the, the, the job I'm currently in now, which is part of our global business, working with a lot of our international customers. But I originally joined back in 1999 and uh, as an apprentice and thought I was going to stay for a couple of years, move on, become an accountant, if you can believe that, um, and my career would have gone on a different path. And... Um, Fortunately, it's it's become that career for life that people talked about in the past, and um, it's very much taken me all across the world, um, giving me loads of different roles from engineering all the way down to the business improvement type stuff that I do today. So it's uh, been an exciting journey. Yeah! Wow! Wow! So man and boy, so was it straight from primary school? Uh, yeah! Yes! Yes! Yeah. Uh, it's, it's my useful looks yeah. are still keeping with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I came straight out of A-levels, decided to join BT, took on the apprenticeship and uh, never looked back, really. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. There's not many people now that I speak to that are lifers in organisations that people, people like to move. But, and I don't want to focus largely on BT today, but what is it that's mm-hmm. kept you at BT? I think it's just the fact that I've been able to move around. So with an organization as big as BT as many others are similar is that you don't need to be constrained to one role. So, you know, I've gone through leading engineering teams. I've been a project manager. I was fortunate to be part of running one of the venues during the Olympics. Um, I've run advertising. So actually, if you're willing to look around, it all exists within the same company. I could have gone external, of course, um, but as yet, I've not had the need to. 
Yeah, no, amazing, amazing. I love that. I love that. What is it that that motivates you and that to to actually because you've you've tried your hand at different stuff within the same organization. What what is it that motivates you to keep um, trying different things or um, experimenting? Is it, have you always been that type of person? I think so. I mean, it ultimately comes down to two things. One is the people that I work with and work for. So I've never taken on a role where I've not felt excited by the role and got to know what that culture looks like. So met my boss and so forth. So I thrive off of other people. I love being part of that community. Obviously, the last year has been a bit different virtually. Um, But on the whole, you know, still got to work with great people. And, And ultimately, I've always treated any job that I've done as if it's my own company and they're my people, which means that I've constantly strived to do the best that I can in that environment before I then possibly move on to another role. So that just keeps my energy up and it keeps me passionate about what I do. Yeah, so people come across quite strongly then in in your answer. And and like I said, when you just started then, the last um, 12, 18 months have been quite a challenge to stay connected with people. How how have you found it being so people-centric? How have you found this and how's your team found this? Well, I guess, I mean, we're quite fortunate, as I said, I I currently work in the global part of the business. So most of our contacts are international anyway. So video call was relatively normal, apart from obviously meeting people in the London offices and so forth. So actually, we've just taken that further. You know, video calls have just become the norm, getting people together on calls and having that balance of work conversations on calls and very lighthearted personal because you've got to break it up as if you would have had banter in the office it's no difference yeah yeah completely completely so i guess how um are you going to be reverting back to the way it was before or or have you have you had some lessons over the last 12 to 18 months that you that you want to share or or, and i guess actually just to take it a step further there are a lot of organizations and people i speak to that have had massive challenges to go from physical to virtual, and now they're going to try to find this hybrid potential solution. But if you've had this opportunity for a number of years to work um, virtually and hybrid and, and stuff, what, how best or what advice do you have to share for people that are in a, a similar position? Um, well, it's, it's basically about embracing change, embracing the way that we can use technology and so forth, you know, we don't necessarily need to be face-to-face. But the key bit is is around the trust, the trust of your employees, essentially, because just because they're not in front of you in the office doesn't mean they're not working, they're not being effective. Um, and I've been working on a piece of work over the last year externally with a company called Engage for Success around people productivity. And it's about understanding how you can help drive and motivate and support people. And COVID really brought it to life. Yeah. regardless of where they are um so that's been quite good um and i've also been able to work on a, a customer experience world games as well so that allowed me to work with other cx people across the globe helping charities and so forth solve some of their business problems and actually when you think that you can do that anywhere in the world still be very effective that proves that you can do that in your day-to-day life as well so it's, it's how companies learn from those mistakes possibly previously yeah. take on board all of the trust and actually how things haven't collapsed during covid people have still been effective working from home and leverage that going forward yeah okay so um 
I just want to say something now, actually. You are a really senior, a senior person in a, a massive organisation. Um, you're doing stuff externally and like the collaborations that you just spoke about then. Um, what is the secret of your success, Scott? <laughs> um, it's got to be the people around me. I'd, I'd love to say it's because I'm absolutely amazing, which of yeah. course I am. <laughs> but... Um, but I only have succeeded because I've had great teams working for me. I've had great teams working with me. So they help us succeed together. And I just happen to then push myself for my next career step. So, um, so yeah, they can take all the glory. I just take the promotions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do the financial reward. Yeah, no, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's quite, um, um, that's, that's, that's a, an answer that you've just given there. But I'd like to write, really dig into, into you because, because for you to say it's about the people, um, there's your your people. You're, you are people centric, and that comes across really strongly in, in everything you say and, and all of the answers that you're giving. You use the word trust um, yep. before, um, and about bringing everything everybody together and, and stuff. And you've got all of the external stuff and, and this stuff. So, what is it that allows you? What makes you? And what allows you? to build trust, to, to get create these teams that, that work with you and work for you, to allow you to be successful. What, what, what's your, what's your, what is your, I'm going to ask you the same question again. What is your secret, Scott? <laughs> um, it's, I mean, ultimately, it's about that common sense of purpose. I've talked about um, I always apply it as if it's my own company. Yeah. So actually then taking people in that journey and I, I treat people no differently in work to how I do outside of work. You'll get the same Scott regardless. And actually that sometimes I'm perceived to be a bit laid back, but actually it's because if I don't trust in my people, if I don't believe in their capability, then there's no point. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that I should be able to take weeks off of leave and nothing collapses behind me, which is, which makes me feel like I know I'm successful because that team is one, I've helped them with their development, hopefully. They help each other with their development and, uh, and we all were driving towards the same outcome, whether that's you know, for our customers or ultimately for themselves or the business, whatever it may be, that we're all there to help each other. Are you somebody, Scott, that, that trusts people instantly or does trust have to be built with, from, with you? So... On the whole, I trust people instantly. Sometimes, on the rare occasion, I have been let down, and that, that's natural to happen. Um, I think there's been the odd person where I've been a bit wary at first and given them a few months to prove it to me. But on the whole, yeah, I've got to give up trust because I expect the same in return. Yeah. If I you know, join a new team, I'd expect to be trusted, and if I'm their boss, I expect them to trust in me and let me prove it to them why they have trusted me so yeah you have to in some cases because otherwise you just you spend so long focusing on the negatives and looking for the possibility that they're not trustworthy that you forget to do the good stuff yeah what's your biggest failure scott have you had a failure uh i've probably had tons along yeah. the journey and that's <laughs> that's i mean in some cases that driven my career um yeah. because you know you you always mess up. Um, you know, there's been roles where I've I've made the wrong decision, and I know I made the wrong decision at the time, and that has a big impact, especially in you're in a large business like this. But actually, 
my biggest success off the back of it is then how I recovered from it, how I fixed the problem. And that's, I guess that's why what drove me into the continuous improvement space, because actually that's ultimately what you're trying to do every day. You're fixing the mistakes that you're learning from. And if you haven't learned from it, that obviously that's a big problem, but that that's what I've taken forward. Good yeah. to make mistakes, but learn from it and fix it and stop it from happening again. Um, so yeah, I've had I've had plenty of mistakes, both in work and personal life. Yeah. Um, and actually, the two very nicely knit together because it it makes me realise that actually there's always going to be things going wrong in your life. Um, generally, you're always going to come out the back of it, but it's just finding either the right support or the right coping mechanism or the right way to fix it and take it forward. You come across as quite a positive chap, Scott. Is that is that the case? I try to be, yeah, because, um, you know, there's no point dwelling on the past. I'm, I'm a big fan of looking forward, finding something positive to focus your mind on. Um, sometimes that doesn't always happen, but, you know, you, you have to celebrate the small successes, as I tell my team, um, and try and figure out where we're going and continue to focus in that direction. Because otherwise, it's a depressing day, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely, definitely can be, definitely can be. So, you say it was 18 years you've been at BT. Was that how many years you said? 22. 22 years at BT. If you were to offer your 22-year younger self some advice, just starting at BT, what would you you say, knowing what you know now? So, a lot of it is about being more bolder and confident. So... Although I'm full of energy now, when I first joined BT, I was a lot shyer, a lot quieter. And actually, you know, half your career progress is also making a big song and dance about what you do, making yourself visible, networking and so forth. And actually, if I'd given myself that little kick up the arse 22 years ago, I might have been even further ahead in my career or gone in different directions. But um, but yeah, don't be afraid to be a, a little bit um loud at times a little bit of you know here's my successes and I'm going to make sure that you know about it because that self-promotion helps others see it as well you know you can't always rely on other people to call out your, your good work yeah completely I love that I love that somebody um somebody said to me last week actually they introduced a, uh, I think it was PI as an acronym uh, performance yep. um, image and then exposure, and they say it doesn't matter about your perform- your performance is the least important in the- in those three things. It's about your image and exposure for um, exposure first, image, and then uh, and your performance is-, is last. You've got that's just your foundation. But if nobody knows about it, nobody knows who you are, then then you've only got yourself to blame ultimately as well. You, exactly. you, you kind of like hiding and, and waiting for people to recognise. And I know I've been in that position where I've, gone, I've done a bloody good job here. Why is- why why does nobody know? Why does nobody know? Um, but you've got that that self publicity. I think is, is so okay. I, in fact, actually, that's just sparked another question. How do you um, how, how did you go about that? How do you, how do you know what's the right things to shout about, um, or who's the right people to talk to if you if you were starting off on that journey? Um, how how would you go about it? Increasing your image and exposure. Um. So half of the battle is is seeking that that feedback. Um, so and it's something I learned. I was fortunate to have some good line managers and indirect line managers that were willing to give support to young apprentices back in the day. Um, 
but yeah sometimes you just need to reach out to someone and say look i'm doing this this and this and sometimes it's good to get a mentor how do you think that comes across and how do i need to promote that or who do i need to make aware of that because i want to progress my career hopefully people want to progress their career um but i don't know where i should go so don't suffer alone or don't think that you can you know figure it out for yourself there's plenty of people out there that have got that experience and advice that can lend it to you sometimes there'll be wrong advice fine um but you just got to take it on board and see where it takes you and obviously learn from those that are doing a job really well that you want to aspire to be like and uh and also learn from the one that you think oh my god they're making an absolute car crash at that job and i'll never be that person yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah completely and um what is your dream scott uh i i would in work-wise i'd love to run my own business um so uh, as most people will know, there's probably two sides to my business mind. One, I'd like to be very professional and run my own consultancy business because you know, lots of experience. The other side of me is the fun side, which is I'd love to run my own nightclub. <laughs> so, wow. Um, which has been designed in my head um, and uh, even locations picked. So, but obviously, I need a lot of money. So, um, We'll, we'll see which one comes first. <laughs> why a night, why, I understand the consultancy thing, but why a nightclub? It goes back to my energy and the people bit. I love, you know, everyone loved being in a nightclub um, when I was younger. And I just love the energy that you see from people. You know, everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's generally smiling until they've had a few too many drinks. Um, but, yeah, just being able to run that, you know, I'm a bit of a, a night bird at times. So, um, so yeah, being able to come alive at night, see everyone having a good time and, yeah. and hopefully enjoy whatever club I build. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What's your, uh, what, what type of music we've got in your club? It's uh, a good question. Um, so I'm very old school house and garage, but um, obviously we've got to get down with the kids nowadays. <laughs> so I, I guess I'd leave that to the DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw I saw a post over there um, on on LinkedIn. In it, yeah, asked what was your criminal. Um, tell us what your criminal record is. And I was, I was like scrolling through for all these uh, horrendous stories of people um, doing naughty things and, and, and stuff and going to prison. But what it actually meant, me, what your criminal record is, is is what is your record? What's the song that is either so cheesy or so bad that people would groan at if they if they ever knew that this was your. Um, your record, so that's why they called it a criminal record. Ooh. What? So I'm going to ask you, Scott, now because you're talking about nightclubs and music and stuff. <laughs> what would your criminal tell us? Your criminal record. So mine has always been dancing on the ceiling. Has um, it? Yeah. So I, I love that. I love um, playing that to energize me. I used to play it when I was a, a trainer at one time, and it, it just really gets you geared up for the day. Yeah, yeah, and when you were saying it as well, you started smiling instantly. So it's uh, it, it's <laughs> obviously br- yeah, bringing back some fond memories that song, I, I guess. There, um, oh, no, I, I love that. I love that. So when you talk about consultancy, or, or you've, you've been in change now for um, for a good number of years, what do you think makes successful change? Uh, well. No surprise, it goes back to the people bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can change, you can change systems, 
Uh, you can change where you want to head. You can tell your customers you're going to do loads of great stuff. But if you don't engage your people, they can ultimately stop all of that happening. Yeah. So, um, so it's obviously one you've got to have that a decent, compelling message that gets people on board. That's only half the battle because you can say we're going to do amazing things. We need you to come on that journey, but you've also got to work with them because nothing is ever clear cut. You, you know, we don't introduce a brand new system and it it works perfectly from day one. So leaving people to their own devices to figure stuff out for themselves takes them on a really bad journey yeah. getting involved and continuing to support them and fix the issues as they happen and so forth and show that you're with them that proves to them that a they can trust you they can see that you're still helping to push towards where we said we'd go um and it's it's the same both in work and personal you set yourself the goal and you're always going to face challenges and it's how you continue to overcome those and, and keep moving forward so you can see progress and celebrate that progress. That's the key bit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. My, one of my favourite answers that you've given so far was your very first one when you said you're a family man, um, first and foremost. Um, yeah. and, and do you say you've got two, two young children? Yes, they've got, well, one's 16 and one's soon to be eight. Her son is 16 and my daughter is the eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a mix different marriages and um, so back to that learning piece um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i you know i always tell my teams family first work comes second because ultimately if you're not happy outside of work you're going to bring that into work indirectly or whatever and actually you need to make sure that there's that the balance between it which i've learned through mistakes back to your learnings you know some of this where I was working too hard or getting stressed and you take that home. So yeah. that has a knock on the effect on your personal life, which I've learned from. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when, um, with, with your two children now, would you encourage them to um, be a one company um, person or, or not? Uh, probably not. Um, not to say that that might not be the right thing for them when they step up, but, actually just continue to be open to new possibilities. As I said earlier, I wanted to become an accountant. Yeah. Absolutely zero of my jobs uh, saw me become an accountant. Um, but it, it's always been a financial thing to any role that I've done. So, you know, just always look for a job that excites you. So don't be afraid to look at something that isn't normally in your skill set. Actually, there might be something out there where you can transfer skills and actually sounds really exciting. And you can start heading towards that direction. So, yeah, I will help them wherever they want their careers to head, um, as long as they're open-minded and not not just narrow to one one focus area. Yeah, yeah. People people are really important to you, Scott. And that comes across in, in every answer you've given, whether it's um, whether it's family or whether it's team or whether it's peers or, or whatever it is. Um, have people always been important to you, or is there is there a reason or moment um, which made you change? No, I, I guess they, they always have. And that, that mainly comes from my family upbringing. So always a, a very close family with my grandparents and so forth. And they, you know, I could see how hard they work, but I could see how much they spent time as a family and helping us and, and giving advice and stuff. And actually all I've done is almost take that forward and, 
and it's amazing as a parent you you, you feel that you're never going to do what your parents did or your grandparents did and actually you find yourself saying the exact same sentences and uh, and giving them the same advice and so forth and uh, and yeah that's why I just take forward because because I've got to work with people I've got to have a, a good family relationship so uh, if I don't build that environment with my people the people around me then uh, I'm the only one that's going to suffer yeah I love that Scott love that Scott and um, just a quick question about your hairline now is that is that choice this is this has been shaved off since I was 18 and as you can see I've actually got a full head of hair yes if I when I do let it grow it's very thick dark hair but um but yeah I like this and fortunately my wife loves a skinhead, so she loves The Rock and Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. Obviously, I look like all of them. All of them, yeah. Um, I was about to say that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, growing my hair is a no-go. Yeah, wow, wow. I mean, you, you're fortunate to have that choice, aren't you? Because that mine's, mine's through um, actual um, receding hairline. But no, that's really good, that is. Really good. Um, so, what are you having for your tea? Uh, I believe we've got pork schnitzels, which I love. Oh wow, that's a strong that's a strong choice for a Tuesday, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I I become a big fan of them when I was working in Budapest, and my wife is also Latvian, so the pork and the schnitzels is something that um, yeah, it's come together. Yeah, I love that. So international man, Scott. Um, in fact, actually, because you, you've worked in a number of different countries, understood different cultures and, and stuff like that, what's the, has it always been, um, or have you always been able to to work with the different uh, different cultures and different um, languages and, and and different types of people? Is there is there some is there a particular thing that has, has allowed you to? Um, to, to work successfully with different cultures and, and, and overcome those barriers? Or is it just down to your boyish good looks? Well, obviously the good looks help massively. Um, <laughs> the moment I walk through the door, everyone's eyes up. <laughs> um, but, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, each country has been very different. Um, so I've not been able to take the same approach I would in the UK and sit down with the people in Hungary or India or Malaysia and do the same thing. Yeah. In some cases, it's taken a bit longer. Um, and that could be because there's a very hierarchical approach in that country. Um, others could be that there's different demographics and actually they work differently together. So you have to spend a little bit of time figuring out how, how it works and then seeing how you can tailor your conversations or the training that I'm doing or whatever it may be to try and get them on board. So it's not a one size fits all. And it, it, it takes you a bit of time to do your homework and get to know the people. And that, again, goes back to my people side. I love to understand how people work, what their backgrounds are, what their family lives are like. Um, and I'm actually doing that at the moment. So my team, we have every now and then we have a, a team call where we catch up and I call it chew the fat. So we just get together and talk about anything. Yeah. Um, but at the moment people are doing that. What's a two minutes, two minutes. So they talk two minutes about their personal life, which generally I find sort of energizes people because it's very easy to talk about your personal life. And then they spend two minutes talking about their work experience as well and what they're doing today. And uh, it just helps people open up a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Two minutes, two minutes. That's, a, that's an amazing idea. I love that. I love that. No, perfect. So if people want to find out more about Scott, uh, where would they go and what would you encourage them to do? 
so they can find me on LinkedIn, obviously. Uh, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm generally pretty well available, uh, as, as this uh, <laughs> podcast proves. Um, I'm always willing to listen to anyone, speak to anyone, literally. Um, and unless you're a pain in the ass that's trying to get business from me and just hound in my mailbox. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, no, seriously, um, I do like, you know, speaking to new people. That's how I've grown my network. So uh, please get in touch and you'll find out a lot about me. Even if you Google me, um, you'll for- probably find pictures of when I've done charity boxing and so forth. So, uh, yeah, there's plenty to find out about me. Oh, wow. So I, I kind of want to... I don't want to ruin. Did did you win the box? How many how many boxing bouts have you had? So I've had two, uh, and I've drawn. Well, I drawn one, the first one, and I lost the second one. Oh. Um, but there's a whole backstory to both of those. But I was glad to just make it through and not damage these good looks. Well, yeah, yeah, you've come out in one piece. You've come out <laughs> piece. The wife will be very happy. No, amazing, amazing. Honestly, Scott, I just want to say thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to get to know you a little bit better, to understand a bit more about your story. Um, but what's definitely come across for me is how much people are important to you, but just how how genuine and honest and 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 humble you are with with everything that you with everything you said. I think it says it, it's a testament to to Scott the person, Scott the man, uh, Scott the father, uh, Scott the husband. Um, so yeah, so f- thank you so much for that. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, and good luck with the nightclub. Yes, fingers crossed. We'll yeah. see. I'll invite you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure you do the opening night. Opening night. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, honestly, Scott, thanks so much. Have an amazing rest of your week, and uh, I look forward to catching up soon. No worries. You too. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.